About 15 years back, we said the people that are performing well at, at our office, there is no correlation with what they did in, in college. So basically, there's no correlation between college education and, and what they do at work. That's number one. Then we said, why are we even asking for a college degree, which is pretty much useless in the, in the, in the industry, in the technology space particularly. So we abandoned college degrees in 2004. And then we noticed that we have, we have always been philosophically opposed to debt. I mean, Zoho, we have zero debt, and all the transactions we do is in pure cash. And, we, and then we are hiring people, and we are mandating that they have to go get a degree for which they have to take a student loan. So we are basically, as a company, we felt that the industry is forcing students to get into student debts. And we were philosophically opposed to that. Hi, and welcome to the SaaS Revolution Show, brought to you by SaaS Talk. I'm Irina Chambazova, Head of Content Marketing. On this week's episode, fresh off the SaaS Talk LATAM stage, we bring you one of the favorite panels of the day, Best Practices in Hiring for Culture Creation. Mayra Grassini, Marketing Director for LATAM Zendesk, moderates this panel, which hosts Valeria Porto, HR Director, PayPal, Gabriela Viana, Marketing Director for LATAM for Adobe, and Rajo Vegesna, Chief Evangelist Zoho. They share how their respective organizations are rethinking their recruitment process, opening up candidate pools to cater to diverse groups, from ethnicity through gender, and all the way to ability and neurodiversity. What they share clearly proves how hiring with diversity in mind shortens recruitment cycles and creates tangible benefits to both company culture and the bottom line. Among other powerful nuggets, you will learn how and why Zoho abandoned the requirement for college degrees, why referral programs are the best way to recruit according to PayPal, why Adobe was the first company in Silicon Valley to reject bell curve assessments, and many more. After a highly successful and sold-out SaaS talk in LATAM, our journey across the world continues. Next up on our itinerary, we have SaaS talk Asia on May 14th and 15th in Hong Kong, and SaaS talk East Coast on June 4th and 5th in New York, where we are bringing equally useful, practical, and provocative ideas for founders, executives, and investors to listen. Head over to events.sastalk.com forward slash Asia 19 and events.sastalk.com forward slash East Coast 19, respectively. Now on with the show. Good morning. Or good afternoon, actually. So thank you, Andre, because you gave us a beautiful segue for us to start uh, our conversation. Um, and I would like to introduce you to like, who will be uh, here chatting with us today and how, uh, how it's, it's important. So uh, to start, um, I would like to share with you some data points, some, some quotes, some um, points on why we are speaking about like attracting the right talent for us to grow 
our SaaS companies. Uh, and what is the gap that we have today? And then we have like some best practices on how these companies are doing. So one of the things uh, is that Corn Ferry just shared um, a study, like mm, I think it was last year, October of November, on the talent crunch. And they predict that uh, 2030, we will have around, like uh, worldwide, like around 85 million uh, uh, people like uh, out of the, the workforce because of the, their talent. It's, it's for the workforce, it represents like 11% of the workforce. And how we are preparing for that uh, or like how we are um, making sure in our companies to hire uh, and to develop the right people with the right skills, with the right mindset for us to grow our companies. There is also a quote from David Veles from Nubank. Um, it was in Ju July last year in his Twitter, uh, and it caused a little bit of uh, some discussion with uh, the traditional banks um, that he said, like, hey, guys, you can try to copy us. You can try to build, like, your digital strategies. You can try to build apps, build new divisions, but our uh, competitive advantage is our culture. And our culture uh, lives in our people trying to enchant our customers in every point of contact, in every contact they have with our solutions. This is super powerful, right? So, uh, and I'm happy that we have here uh, people with different backgrounds from different companies that we will have like a, a nice chat on different views on how can we attract people um, and like get them to, to deliver like big impact uh, in our companies. So to start the conversation, I'll ask each one of them for them to present themselves, their backgrounds, and talk a little bit about their companies. How, how's the culture there? Um, and that's it. And then we'll uh, develop the conversation from here. So maybe Gabriela to start. Can you hear me? Yeah. Oh, thank you. I'm not good with the Madonna thing. So thanks for having me. I'm Gabi Viana. I am the marketing director for Adobe. I believe most of you, I hope most of you know Adobe. Uh, we are the company of Photoshop, but we are also the company of the Experience Cloud. So we today sell a lot of solutions, have a lot of software solutions for marketing. Um, I used to work, I, I work in technology forever, always in marketing. I say forever because looking at you guys, I, I, it feels like forever. <laughs> uh, and I've been at Adobe, it will be three years now in, in July. So I, I have worked for Google, I worked for a company called Xiaomi, a Chinese company that maybe some of you know, Motorola for, for years, and, and now I'm, I am at Adobe. I think that, um, just a brief note on culture so all of us can, can talk a little bit. I think the, the thing that compelled me, for example, when I was uh, talking to Adobe, about working for them. I think the, the, they, they are very brave. I think it's a very brave company. It's a 38 years old company already. Photoshop alone is 28 years old, still quite relevant for those who are familiar with the software. 
and and when Adobe decided to go to the cloud, it was we were just discussing that it was it was a very brave movement in which they went to the market. It was we were in the market already, and they said we're going to lose money for some time, but we need to do it, or else we will we will die. Right? I mean, we should be the ones killing the model and, and creating a new one. So we moved entirely for the for the cloud, and I think it was very brave. And, and it was brave to let go of a model that was, of, of course, still making money then. And I think this, this is still the way the company operates. Uh, our CEO says, look, every, every night I go to bed thinking, how can we, are we, are we fast enough? Uh, and I think we do it with a lot of respect. So I think for the internal collaborators and, and with our customers as well. So whoever works with Adobe tends to say it's a very, uh, a good relationship. We really respect our customers, and and I feel as an employee, as a collaborator, and with my team, I think I think is a very respectful environment where we actually leave the values of the company. We discuss the age range. Uh, being in a, a company of 38 years old, there's a a good distribution of age range. Very young people. Uh, my team, for example, is one of the youngest at the company, but it's a good balance between backgrounds, age range, and everything. And at the hiring processes, we now have a lot of uh, mechanisms to try to maintain diversity and make sure that we incorporate women, for example, and other, and other minority groups. So it's, 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 it's sad to say we are a minority group, right? I mean, but yeah, this is one of the mechanisms we have. For example, pay equality. We have just reached it in every single operation we have. Uh, another mechanism that we can discuss uh, while we progress. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm Valeria Porto. I'm the HR director for PayPal in Latin America. I've been with the company for about seven years and a half, pretty much almost the time that the company has been established in, in the region. I came from a diverse background as well, like coming from like several, I was a headhunter and like the beginning of my career, spent good portion of my career in banking. I work for financial institutions and then I moved to technology. So definitely PayPal is a perfect match for me. Uh, culturally wise, it's, it, sometimes people ask me, what is the big challenge that you have in, in a company like PayPal culturally? And I said, it's interesting because even though we are like a NASDAQ listed company in technology, Silicon Valley, we are actually a financial services company. So, and I have this discussion a lot with candidates, with vendors, with providers. And I said, listen, it, it, it's very interesting because people join us for the Silicon Valley, high tech, innovative, creative, uh, breakthrough type of company and business. Digital payments still is something new. The company has like only 20 years old, which I always tease like, okay, for the Silicon Valley, we are kind of like one of the old folks. <laughs> we are the old folks in the Silicon Valley. But, but it's, it's very interesting to see people joining for a very specific motive and then said, but Valeria, this is kind of looking like a bank. Said, this is the challenge, the, how to attract and how to keep engaged and motivate people that I have to be competitive in the financial services industry, but I also need to guarantee I don't lose my DNA originally, which is 
innovative, which is innovation, creative, doing something that nobody else is doing. PayPal today is, is it is the, the most important and the biggest fin digital payment company in the world. It's been like almost 14 acquisitions in the past four years. So culturally, this is all a big challenge. And I'm again, I'm, I'm glad to be here speaking to all of you and excited to, to share what we are doing at PayPal with you guys. Thank you. I'm uh, Raju Gesner. Uh, I'm responsible for Zoho's growth in, in Americas. Uh, Zoho is an interesting company. We've been around 23 years. And been, we are probably one of the largest bootstrap companies in the technology, in the, in the, in the industry. We have about 7,000 employees globally. We do business in about 180 countries. We have about half a million customers, plus or minus, uh, but, and we, we grow at a good, healthy 40% year over year. And we do things differently. And we set out with a different goal than a lot of, lot of companies out there. We said, we're not going to take any investment. We're not going to sell the company. We're not going to be going IPO. We're going to be loving what we do, and we're going to be doing it as long as we are alive. Actually, simple, good old way of doing business. And 23 years in, it feels like a startup. And we, have, we all have fun. And people have been with the company for a long, you know, long, long time. And we all have fun. Each of us, you know, back in the day when we were together, you know, we were part of a single team. Now we run, you know, each of these separate regions in, throughout the world. And culture is the one that's important. It's important to define what culture is, right? Culture to a company is what character is to an individual. As an individual, you have certain values. You believe in a few things, and you, those, are, those values aren't going to change. What are the values for your business? What are the things that are not going to be fundamentally changing? And those are typically etched in, into the company, and that typically comes from the top. And the, the newer employees inherit all the capabilities, all, all the aspects and the values and those are the ones that, are, that have to be defined early on. And we did define those early on. And everyone basically lives by it. And basically, it, it trickles down from then on as new employees come in. That's great. Uh, I used to say that, actually, we don't change companies anymore. We change culture. We change value. And the other thing is that uh, culture is the new salary. We're not... Uh, on our companies just to work and go away, but uh, we are building something uh, and we are there for the people. So these are two like takeaways I, I have like from the, the last years uh, working uh, for SaaS companies and, and other companies as well. Um, talking uh, with you, uh, Haju, uh, you shared with us a very, talking about hiring now, so hiring strategies how these companies uh, attract the right talent uh, and how they retain them, like train and so forth. Uh, so Zoho has a, a very nice best practice uh, uh, that it's, it's quite like different here. It's amazing. It's passion, uh, passionate. Uh, I, I was passionate about it. <coughs> Talk a little bit uh, about your hiring strategies and how you do it differently. Sure. About 15 years back, we said, you know, the people that are performing well 
at, at our office, there is no correlation with what they did in, in college. So basically, there's no correlation between college education and, and what they do at work. That's number one. Then we said, why are we even asking for a college degree, which is pretty much useless in the, in the, in the industry, in the technology space particularly. So we abandoned college degrees in 2004. And then we noticed that we have, we have always been philosophically opposed to debt. I mean, Zoho, we have zero debt, and all the transactions we do is in pure cash. And, we, and then we are hiring people, and we are mandating that they have to go get a degree for which they have to take a student loan. So we are basically, as a company, we felt that the industry is forcing students to get into student debts. And we were philosophically opposed to that. So we said no to college degrees, and we set up what we call as Zoho University in 2004, where we directly go to high school, and we identified students that, would, that may not have resources, financial resources or other resources, to consider higher education, but are still talented. And we took some of those you know, six kids, we said, let's see how it works. We trained them for about a year, year and a half, and after about a year and a half, we hired them. Two years into it, we couldn't tell the difference between the person with a college degree and the one with, without. They performed just as well, just that one is more confident because they don't have any, any student debt. What is the time range uh, of the students? Um, about a year, year, year and a half. And the beauty is, during these year and a half, we pay them. So now they are really being paid to learn, which is a beautiful thing. Now, we are proud to say that about 900 of these 7,000 employees don't have a college degree. They came through Zoho University. We have expanded Zoho University into three countries, and LATIM is going to be the next one. And we keep expanding because fundamentally and philosophically, we believe that talent is universal, but opportunity is not. And we believe in providing the opportunity to people that who would, who would otherwise ignore. Because when you are not going in as a company that is not, when the primary intent is not about making money, well, you have to contribute to the community. And we believe that fundamentally. And we think our existence as a company should matter to people who would otherwise ignore. And that's a philosophical approach we take. And that is the reason we exist as a company, and we will do it for the next few decades. That's perfect. That's awesome. Valeria, uh, so you have like years' experience in many different uh, companies, and you have a bold HR background. Uh, and you have a nice challenge at PayPal. So uh, the blend of a financial <coughs> services company and being from Silicon Valley, the innovative, like the fast pacing. Uh, what are the strategies of you guys have in hiring, attracting people? Um, and how do you assess like the mindset, the culture, like the soft skills for them to join the company and be su successful? Mm -hmm. Definitely it's very interesting because when, when talking about uh, talent acquisition or recruiting or like attractive attraction, like strategies, I, I would say that 
I have a hard time with the statement there is like a talent shortage. I, I'm not a big, I'm not going to get into like a big <laughs> uh, discussion here, but like we have never had any problems with like getting good talent. Definitely there's a challenge on like finding them. So sourcing more and more, it's a big part of the work. Uh, and I would say that to your point, we, we rely a lot on our referral programs because whoever works for us know our culture, know exactly what we are looking for, the challenges. It's not easy. Sometimes I tell people and sometimes that my leader said, oh my God, you've been kind of like a devil advocate interviewing this candidate. And I said, guys, this is not all glamorous. It looks much more glamorous than it look, it sounds. So it's not easy to work in a company that it's the size that we are globally, but it's still a small penetration in Latin America markets. It's a very bunkerized uh, market. So it is a, a global organization. So you have all the challenges with some of you here as like business owners or working like in, 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 in family-owned companies. It's, it's not easy to work like in a multinational company, especially if you're looking, if you're working in like high technology, because high technology tomorrow, it's already late for you to do something. So, and oh, but I need to work, I need to wait for the headquarters for San Jose to approve these for my product team to work on that. So definitely a big, a big challenge for us. It's been a lot of like investment in, in the future. So we have like a strong, uh, internship program. We try to, to bring people, but to, to reduce point, I think mostly looking at their social skills, their, I would say, their competence. The technical skills, we can teach them. Sometimes headhunters ask me, where, what I'm going to bring this person from? And I said, a person that will work for PayPal can come from anywhere. It's much more like a mindset than a technical ability, technical background that they will have. Of course, I'm not talking about like technical roles. For technical roles, we do need sometimes like very specific skills. But we, are, we have a very strong culture in terms of like collaboration, innovation, wellness. Um, and, and that's what we look for in our candidates. But again, I would say that a big portion of our recruiting strategy is to work on our referral programs. Guys, if you like working here, tell your friends, tell your family, tell a, that brilliant kid that went, with, went to school with you. And, and, and introduce me to this person. And we may have a job for him or for her. Uh, so definitely this is, I think it's more and more less. The, even sometimes when I interview people, what I ask people is like, listen, what is not in your resume? Your resume is your resume. It's a piece of paper. What is not here? That's what I want to know about you. And, and that's what we are trying to achieve globally. And, and here in Latin America, I think we've been doing a pretty good job. My, my attrition rate, it's, it's extremely low. I don't lose people. Uh, people actually, I don't have places for all the good talent that I, that I meet in the market. So, but it's, but it's a work. It's hard work. It's hard work to really imprint the culture in our employees. So people is the key for everything. And it's not because I'm an HR person that I'm saying that. Because if you have happy people, if you have people that are really engaged to your culture, 
they will help you. They will make your company better and they will help to bring better people and great people to work for you. Great, great. Just taking advantage of your experience and also tying to one of the questions that we just received. Um, what are the steps? So uh, taking the opportunity here that we have a, a, ra uh, a lot of like founders or companies ramping up, mm -hmm. starting their, their business, what are the steps or the advice for them to build like a good like hiring machine, let's say, for, for their culture? It's interesting because if I, if I think about, uh, I would say, by the book strategy, I would say you need to have a strong employment branding. So people need to want to work for you. But of course, even when I talk about PayPal, and I'm not going too far, like it's not like, okay, I have like a small company, you are PayPal. Yeah, but PayPal is not that big and well-known in Latin America. You talk about PayPal in the U.S., everybody know who PayPal is. Here... Every time I sit with like a group of friends, I, what exactly do you do? What is, is that a credit card? Is there like, it's like the Moderninha, it's like the, the POS. Are you guys a credit card company? Are you guys a bank? How do you guys make money? People don't know what PayPal is. So again, you need to, first of all, you need to go where your talent is. You need to, depending on what kind, what level of people you are hiring. First of all, you need to have your, workforce happy because they will talk good things about you and about your company and about your culture. Uh, I don't have enough volume, for example, to attend big career fairs. I don't have, we don't hire a lot of people along the year, but like I need to know exactly where the people that I'm looking for, where they are. And again, referral programs are the best one. You need to have Your employees need to be your main advocate and your main evangelist in terms of like, why would I want to work for this company? And no matter if it's a blue label type of company that it's in Fortune 500, everybody knows who this company is, or it's a small company. But you need, to, you need to be on the right place. And again, and invest. Invest in entry-level programs. I think there where the key is in... And again, if you have space in your organizations to do, for example, what Raju does, which is, is beautiful, it's beautiful that you really prepare people because these people would be like not only grateful, but it would be like extremely engaged to you, to your brand, to your purpose, to your value, to your mission. And, and that's like, it's, it, this is priceless. So, and to your point, The referral program is a very, very important one. I mean, I can't stress that enough. 23 years into it, we still don't have a careers page on our website. And <laughs> a majority of our, of our employees pretty much came through the referral program. We like it that way because if they are not happy, it's not that employee that leaves. They also take all their referrals with them. That also, as a company, it keeps us on our toes, and that's how it should be. It has to be responsible. We have to be responsible. So we like it from, from that point of view as well. Yeah. Good, I good. think that how many of you here has ever looked at Glassdoor to check on a company? Right? Everyone? Yeah. So I think, to, back to your point, I think educating yourself about companies or making sure that your company is well-spoken by the people that work yeah. there is what... Yeah. As what is a, is a proof of the cu culture, actually, if actually you have or not the culture. And Gabi, how's in Adobe? 
How are, uh, how's their hiring strategy at Adobe? And you, as a hiring manager, you're a marketing leader. Um, how do you hire the best people for your team? What do you look for? So, so, in fact, I was looking at, at some of the questions here. So, I think that we, I mean, there, there's some, ta- there's a lot of talent in Latin America in general. Uh, specific talent, like specially developing a development, uh, coding, anything that is really touching the technology itself, we know it's scarce. It is really scarce everywhere in Brazil as well. Uh, I think what Zoho does, and I was telling him, I was amazed, I think that she would take people before going to college and prepare them to work. And I think there are some alternatives in Brazil already that you can look for, so are the new digital schools, and maybe you taking a little bit of the responsibility in, in, in informing people. So Adobe does have a fund that you are able to invest in employees and train them. So we hire, I know it sounds cliche, but we really hire the mindset because things will keep changing, right? The, the person, two of the people that I have managing technology directly in my team, they have changed platforms. I mean, we, we, ha- we were using Adobe Campaign. Now we just bought Marketo. Marketo is more adequate for what we were doing. Let's move to Marketo. And this is the third time they have changed platforms. So, and they had to relearn that. Of course, there's a baseline of what they know, but we are supposed to train them as well. Uh, so I think it is, I don't, I honestly don't think the prior, that we should take everything into corporations, but I think it's very smart that we would take a little bit of that onto ourselves. Not to expect to find someone uber ready, but find the, the aspects that you can add, let go of, and then prepare the person to do what you need them to do at that year, because that thing, or even for less than a year, right? Because that will change as well. So I think that, that that's one of the things. So what, what we do at Adobe, that we have created, especially in Latin America, a committee. Several different people from different areas participate on the committee. And the process requires you presenting. You have to prepare something, present to a big team. So we extended the process a little bit more painful. It's not a lot of interviews, but there's a lot of skill sets that we require because we really need this person to fit into the culture. Mm-hmm. Referrals, of course, is really important. And, and something very interesting, just to finalize how culture is, is really important for a company. Our HRVP, uh, she is so good at what she does that she, she now manages employee experience and customer experience as well. So she manages two different areas that are unrelated. Uh, she was the first one to, we do not have evaluation. We do not have curve, bell curves at Adobe. We do not measure ourselves one against each other. It was the first one in the Valley to eliminate that. We can, I mean, it's a long time, it's a long time to discuss how we do it today, but she's also the person that takes care of employee, employee experience and customer experience as well. So, which is commercial. So she's managing two different things. And I think it says a lot about how we see uh, mm-hmm. How the employees have an impact, right? They are my, I tell my, the salespeople, you are my marketing machines. When you go on the streets, you are my best marketing tool and, and you represent the company. So the hiring process here has, just to summarize, several steps, but we do take a lot onto ourselves, not as the university, which I'm in love with. I hope we were, I'm thinking ever since I saw this, you guys should visit it. It's amazing. The site. So ever since I saw it, I, I keep thinking, but we take a lot onto ourselves into investing in the, I mean, we hire the person for the mindset and a basic skill set, and then we invest a lot in the person so they get where, where we need them to get. And if I may pick back on, like, on Gabby's point and to, to 
the, the, the subject of our panel, which is diversity, if you think about like diversity and inclusion, we all know that we do have like that we have a shortage of talent in the markets in Latin America. And this is caused by years and years of social problems, education. So some of these people, they didn't have access to the same education that we need now in our companies. So there's a huge uh, role of the organizations on, on helping this gap to be closed. So investing in programs for like the special able individuals, for women, for uh, for black people, for anything. So we definitely need to work on, on okay, how do I want, okay, when, when I look at this, this room, we don't have a lot of women here. And we know that. This is, okay, but this is technology. This is how it is. Okay, but we need to change that. But we are only going to be able to change that if we go to, like, the girls in school and show them that tech is a nice thing to have. It's a great career for you. So they can consider technology when they are applying for university. Now, everybody's like beating heads, trying to steal people one for other because we have numbers, we have quotas that we need to report to the government. And guys, this is going to be a long process, but there's a huge responsibility from the organizations Just to invest on the future, to invest on the next generations of, of technologists. Very quickly adding on to the women, because we were, she was telling me, look, how many, how many girls we have here? Raise your, raise your hand. Like, yeah. And fine. we were talking about just one minority. Yeah. Right. So what we did at Adobe, and, I, and let me give you one advice, girls. Uh, what we did, what we were recommended to do, we do not ask any, anymore what, how much you were making today when we are hiring you, because historically women make less money. Do not tell um, employers how much you make. Tell them what you expect to be making and, and do research. Ask your colleague, ask other guys again. in other companies how much they're making. So one of the things is very simple, but one of the things that we did to maintain pay quality is we do not ask how much you're making. You, you should talk about your expectations and make sure you research how much your male colleague is making That's right. to do the same job, right? Yeah. To do the same thing. That's great. We have four minutes. Uh, I would like to know your vision for the future of the workforce. How do you think it will be? How companies? Okay, four minutes. This is uh, yeah. Well, in, you know, in a true Zoho fashion, we do a lot of crazy things. Now, I remember an architect that said, "I can design a house in such a way that a newly married couple will be divorced in three weeks." Actually, the physical spaces play an important role in the culture. The way you shape a building, the way you, you shape the rooms. So the workspaces you know, impact the collaboration between teams and collaboration between teams have an impact on the products you ship. So the physical spaces to the virtual spaces to the culture, these are not independent things. These are all connected. So we realized this about you know, seven, eight years back, and we started our own construction division where we do our own construction, and we are currently doing about, about a million square feet of, of building space ourselves so that we are building our buildings to fit our culture. Again, those are other among many other crazy things we do. Yeah, I would say that definitely we are all seeing what's going on. We are talking about AI, for example, that uh, the other day I was in, a, in, in, a, in an event also. People were asking, like, 
Is AI will replace the human work? No, guys, it's not going to replace anyone. It's, but it's going to definitely require different skills. And, and that's the thing. To, to Gabby's point, I think more and more we need, to, we need to make sure that we are flexible, we are versatile, we, we are embracing the changes. Because what I'm doing today is not going to be required probably tomorrow. I, and I'm my own product this is, I'm my own company, I'm my own branding. Of course, there's a lot going on in the workforce environment when we talk about, of course, AI and the bots, and when we talk about like the, the environment is different. I kind of tease my friends at like Facebook and Google and said, guys, this is, I don't have like colorful balls in my office here. I have different things. But then you were talking about flexible work time, for example, which is something becoming more and more vivid in the organizations, and sh job sharing, which is the other day I saw a big article, which is something that I, I, when I used to work in the U.S., we implemented that in the bank that I was working at, but now Unilever is doing that in Brazil, and probably is the first company that is start doing in Brazil. They have like two HR directors who share the job. One works like Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. The other and one works like Tuesday and Thursday. Work, right? Of course, it's not the same salary, but like I don't mind. I'm fine. I'm fine receiving like 40% less, but I'm only going to work like three days a week. So this is becoming, this is going to be more and more a reality for everybody. Everything is changing. I, I just, one second more. Last year, uh, Itaú took, and they asked us to visit like PayPal over there. Itaú took like several companies, banks, Febraban, the unions to visit the Silicon Valley because they said, listen, this is the new work with all the laws and regulations that we still have in Brazil. We're going to have to re revisit all of that. It's, it's very tight. And, and the employees and the talent and the companies can no longer feel like a hostage for this environment. So right. it was a great initiative what they did. They took like, I think, 10 different, like, different unions and people from the government, people from the labor department, and I said, listen, this is the reality. This is what's going on in the world. We cannot keep like asking people to, to take like 30 days of vacation or 20 days of vacation or have everything in the system. Or I was laughing now because we have to ask someone to hand write a resignation letter. Come on, this is beyond absurd. We, we need to change, but it's going to take time. It's going to take time. I had to forcefully change the department name from HR to, to People Success Manager because HR, Beautiful. human resources, people are not resources you can exploit. People exactly. have feelings, people have tal are talented. We need to put them in a place that they succeed. You could be great in marketing. That doesn't mean you are not good in music. That doesn't mean you're not a good cook. How do you provide an environment so that everyone succeeds and you can do that at work? We have excellent engineers who also happen to be great artists. They are the ones who do the product graphic artwork for our website and they enjoy their job because they are not just in for the salary. They are in to enjoy the win. They just have fun and that's, that's part of it. Another thing is when people leave, they are not leaving the company. For the most part, they are leaving the manager. The boss, yeah. If you provide a simple option saying, you can fire your manager or change managers. Well, that goes a long way in retaining people too. So this flexibility never existed earlier, and that flexibility becomes extremely important as you keep the culture uh, flexible. 
I'm going to use the word in Portuguese because I think it makes more sense. Do you mind? So, emprego. I think we all know done, right? There's no emprego anymore. I mean, we have to get used to the, the fact that I, I believe so many of you are entrepreneurs. There's no emprego, right? I mean, it's, it's a different relationship. That said, I believe that not everything that technology can do should be done. So, we should start asking ourselves as a, as, as a society, this dystopia of job is done, everything is done, we're doomed. I think we should start ourselves. Like, are we here, like, hands, hands up, everything is going to end, and that's the end of us? So I think a more proactive, positive uh, discourse from the technology companies as well should come into place. There are technologies Adobe are not launching, for, for example, because we don't think they are safe enough or they are ready to be absorbed in a safe way. So I think we should start ourselves... Asking ourselves as a, as a society, should we really be looking at it like job is done and that's it, hands up, done? Uh, not everything, again, that can be done with technology should be done. I'm not saying let's not change things. I just think we should be rational about what we need to change, what we want to change, and how we want those things to change. Great. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much, uh, Gabi, Valeria, Raju. I think it was a great conversation. Uh, that's it. We wrap up. Guys, there's a lot of like very interesting questions here. Yeah, lots of interesting questions coming up. Uh, like I'm, and I can we probably can speak, to my, speak to my, speak for my colleagues. Like I'm on LinkedIn, Valeria Porto. You can look up for me, add me to your network, reach out. If you want to extend this conversation, I'm, I would, I would love to, to continue this, this conversation with you guys. Thank you very much. And you. you guys enjoy Thank your you. event. Bye-bye. Hope you've enjoyed this episode of the SaaS Revolution show, hot off the SaaS talk LATAM stage, and are better equipped to hire with culture creation in mind. As a reminder, we have five more events coming this year. SaaS talk Asia in May, SaaS talk East Coast in June, SaaS talk West Coast in September, our flagship SaaS talk conference in Dublin in October, and SaaS talk Australasia in December. Head over to sastalk.com and find out more about each. Thanks for listening. See you next time.